Live, it's a special presentation of the Nahum Siegel Network from the mega event, Nefesh B'Nefesh mega event, happening as we speak between now and 4 p.m. Eastern Time uh, here at the uh, Marriott Glen Point Hotel in Teaneck, New Jersey. We're here until 2 o'clock. Uh, we're going to be speaking with some of the people who are involved with Nefesh B'Nefesh and others who have expressed an interest in Aliyah. Uh, basically, we're going to be speaking to a lot of Jewish heroes over the next couple of hours. Simple as that. My name is Nachum Siegel. Miriam El Wallach is here. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good afternoon. Oh, good Whatever afternoon. we're up to. Good afternoon to Technically, you. Technically, yeah. Six hour difference. Ironically, we have this amazing journey to Israel. Thank you to Aaron's Casino Farms for sponsoring our journey last week. We have this amazing journey. We basically get back into the studio Friday, and here we are, bright and early on Sunday, discussing Aliyah, encouraging those who are encouraging others to make Aliyah to get to Israel as soon as possible. And sure enough, there are a lot of people here. I mean, we're talking about 12, 13, 1,400 people are going to be walking through these doors today, already hundreds so far, who want to explore Aliyah. And it's the first time in a long time that this has been outside of New York City, mm-hmm. right? Usually in Manhattan. Teaneck uh, isn't New York City? Teaneck is not New York City. So this is happening outside of New I think even Yoni knew that. Uh, this is happening even outside. Even Danny Goldberg knew that. He would have known that. <laughs> this is happening outside of New York City, and it's uh, it, it's really a uh, it, an unbelievable sight to see. Even though we've seen this so many times before, Correct. it's still an unbelievable sight to see. So the mega event is on. A lot of people are going to be joining us, both uh, Rabbi Josh Fass and Tony Gelbard, who, have founded the, who founded this organization years and years ago, will kick things off with us in just a few minutes. And do you have any special impressions of this gathering on this Sunday afternoon here in New Jersey? Well, first of all, there's a particular warmth here that we, even though we've been to other megas, we haven't experienced before. Right. And I think that that's particularly, um, that is particular because of the location that it has now moved to. This isn't some enormous, vast college campus, with, you know, filled with linoleum floors and massive ceilings and you know, disruptive spaces, so to speak. I mean, everyone is feeling the enormity of the crowd because, number one, everything is on one level and everyone's entering via certain doors. And frankly, because parking also was limited. Right. And I'm not saying that, you know, as, it has as a that joke. sold out feeling. Correct. As, as if to say, this is the place to be today. And it certainly is. And in addition, um, there are a lot of familiar faces here, and somebody I just ran into, who um, I'm not sure she would have made the uh, she would have made the effort to go into Manhattan, but yet it's in her backyard. Right. And so I said to her, "Is this a long-term plan or a short-term plan, or are you just you know checking it out?" She said, "No, it's now become a short-term plan." And I said, "I will ask you the following two questions: Do your parents know you're here, and does your employer know you're here?" And she started laughing. She said, "Yes, everyone knows we're here." And and you and I say that and laugh, but that's because. As I have explained to a number of people over the last week, if issues had not occurred in the past, I would not have, therefore, had to prep these questions. Right. And we know what's happening in the past. Correct. And look, Mark Zomick is even here. Where people had to safeguard themselves from actually revealing on the air that they had plans for Aliyah. Simple right. as that. Exactly. So there's a there's a massive crowd. There's a massive crowd today. It is really... I, I don't know what they're going to do next year. But let's oh, finish this year. Let's 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 get let's get the y'all. Katzman's looking at me like I'm not talking 2020 yet. Don't be doing that, right? But so we're the, always thinking ahead. So the mega event is now. Uh, you have until four o'clock to get over here in Teaneck, New Jersey, to the Marriott Glen Point Hotel. And believe you me, uh, there is plenty to see. A lot of people to meet. Vendors galore. You saw the list of vendors, pretty extensive. Insane. Vendors galore who are ready to speak to you about Aliyah from so many different angles. A lot of people from Israel, many here in the U.S., who service people who are going uh, to make Aliyah, who are going to move to Israel. 
so the vendor uh, fair is amazing. All the information and the informative sessions are pretty incredible. That list is also extremely uh, uh, voluminous. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of different sessions on community, on education, on finances, on only planning, on healthcare. Uh, unemployment. Is there anything they don't cover at they this point? They cover it all, plus the medic sessions, which are designated specifically for medical licensing, job interviews, networking, and Aliyah information specifically for the medical field. So We learned last week when we interviewed our friends from the uh, med- the International Medical School, or the Medical School for International Health at Ben-Gurion University. I, right. I unfortunately did not get that right one way or the other. Medical School for International Health, correct? All right, great. Um, we learned that there is th- there is a need for, uh, ironically enough, there's a, there's a need for more doctors. You right. would think that there are enough Jewish doctors on the planet. There might be, but they're not in Israel. And so there is, there's a real need. And so this MedEx program is a massive feature this, uh, this morning or today at mm-hmm. the Mega, and we'll hear more about it. All right, so there you go. Uh, introduction has been done. Everyone out there is familiar with what's happening. We're at the Mega event where you could join these informative sessions where you can meet NBN, Aliyah, and employment advisors and speakers and learn about the Go Beyond initiative, which is its own category of unbelievable Aliyah information. The vendor fair with so many different provi- pro- uh, services being provided in healthcare, insurance, communities, shipping, education. You'll meet a lot of uh, Aliyah-minded people and learn about Aliyah resources and explore so many amazing opportunities in Israel. Go to the website at nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. You can start your Aliyah application at that website. And with us is the co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh, who we last spoke with on Thursday, which is hard to believe, <laughs> in, like in Israel. It does seem like a month ago. And that's Rabbi Yoshua Josh Fass, who is, uh, again, with the Tony Gelbart, co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh. Shalom. Welcome back to New Jersey. Thank you so much. You have roots in New Jersey, don't you? I'm alone. Yeah. Absolutely. You're a Garden State boy. I'm an Edison boy. <laughs> there you go. Very very close by to T-Neck. Right. <laughs> Skip away. Isn't it funny that you move the Nefesh Nefesh mega event out of Manhattan and you end up in an area that's already known for Aliyah? I mean, you think of T-Neck and you're thinking of one of the Aliyah hubs of North America. It's... Uh I think it was a great move. Yeah. Well, we're feeling it's, that already. We're, it's yeah. 12. <laughs> we, uh, we have 1,300-plus people registered. We have 700 people walking in the halls right now. Just started. And now we're into session. With bad weather? It's unbelievable. And nothing keeps people away from Israel. And just the energy is so high, and people are so ecstatic, and they're running from session to session. And it's been really, it's been fantastic. Fantastic beginning. Strong beginning. Your, uh, your task is to make sure every one of those sessions is... Uh, is manned by people who really have all the information at their fingertips. You've spent a lot of time over the last few years developing staff that have become absolute experts in everything. And those are the people who are presenting today. That's the difference. The difference is the accountability. It's the same staff that's here. They're going to see them on the plane. They're going to see them afterwards. So the information that they give today, they're going to be called upon it. Called upon it in months from now. You told me and Tina. Exactly. So they have to, there is an address. And they're meeting the staff now, so it's uh, it's very important, and it's 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 critical, and it's uh, remarkable to see just the facilitation of it that's happening right now. They, have you seen how much younger some of the Olim have gotten? Well, that's <laughs> that's the trend. The trend is that it's 32 years old. That's the average. 32, 32. is the average age of the Ola. Because as I notice, uh, people walking in with strollers and. Um, and, you know, kids walking alongside the strollers, obviously larger families, etc. I'm saying to myself, wow, 
These youngsters, I'm not talking about the 32-year-olds. I'm talking about these 8, 9, 10, 11-year-olds. They, right. they are starting on a journey that's going to change their lives and really and their have, children's have and their a massive impact on their future. Yeah, it's the greatest gift that a parent can give to their kids. Is to move to Israel. Absolutely. And do it now at this age. Greatest gift. Rabbi Fass is here. We're in New Jersey. Everyone's invited to come on down. Um, I mean, we we said this last week, and it's one of the things that just uh, constantly um, uh, comes up now, and that's the opportunities people have on the periphery. That's the opportunities people have in the south and north of Israel. Uh, opportunities are being supported by some of the people that you've approached to you know get behind this financially. And you have, and we said this last week in Jerusalem, as we're joined by Tony Gilbart, by the way, who made it here on time, <laughs> at least for us. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Um, and you mentioned last week that th- that the numbers are staggering. The numbers that you've set as goals, you and your partners have set as goals for those two regions of Israel are staggering. I mean, one of them had one million. That was the discussion. Well, was Kakao's, one million people? Kakao's yeah. plan is to bring a million people. Right. In so you're sitting here today in New Jersey, and you're seeing all this potential. What do you think of the possibility of getting to numbers like that? <laughs> If, if you would have told our grandparents that we would have millions of Jews living in the state of Israel in 2018, they would have looked at you incredulously. So when someone says to me there'll be a million people living in the periphery in 2040, I think we should learn from history and not uh, question, question miracles. Maybe the number should be even larger then, huh? Let's do it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Nefesh. Tony Gelbart is here, and we're talking about the incredible work of Nefesh Benefesh. So I guess you... I guess you would agree with Rabbi Fast that this move to Teaneck, New Jersey, so far seems to have been a, a very good one. I think it's incredible. I think it's really uh, the location, the atmosphere. Um, it's just uh, vibrant and exciting. It really is. It's really and, something special. And all that excitement that we see when we're in Tel Aviv, when the, the plane lands and people start to really celebrate, it all really begins here because this is for so many people the beginning of the process. They've just submitted their application. They're just getting information. They, just may, they may have heard us speak at some point in the last few weeks and say, you know what, we'll give it a shot, see what they have to say. Maybe there's something there for us. And one thing you can guarantee people, is that if they do go with Nefesh Benefesh to Israel, it's a, it, it's a long shot that they're ever leaving Israel after that because the, the numbers bear it out, right? The percentages bear it out. Statistically, you're, you're, you're staying. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And again, if you go back pre-Nefesh Benefesh... Statistically, you're going back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that, to be fair. But statistically... To be empirically, yeah. <laughs> statistically, it was a good Let's put shit. it this way. The, the retention rate uh, since Nefesh Benefesh uh, was uh, in existence is very high, and we're very proud of that. So what does that say about the uh, responsibility Nefesh has given to the community, not just in this process of getting people to Israel, but in terms of follow-up? It, it, it must indicate that Nefesh Nefesh is very interested in the Ola and the Ola, even after, even way after they've moved to Israel. Oh, absolutely. They see, they hear about our programming, and we highlight our programming in, in Israel, not just to, to toot our horn, but to make sure that people here know that when they arrive, there's going to be a continuation of care and facilitation and services. Um, it's, it's a big deal to bring a person to Israel. It's a bigger deal to have them not just survive, but thrive. Thrive and have beautiful, vibrant lives. And that's what our whole post Aliyah programming is all about. I think last year we had over 10,000 participants in, in events throughout the country. 
And we have five offices now in Israel. Wow. Five offices. One Carmiel up north, Be'er Sheva down south, two in Tel Aviv, and one Yushalayim. That's all because we want to be in the areas, in the zones, to make sure that we're close to our audiences, to make sure that we have an address, and we give uh, execute programming. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think it's important for people to realize that from the moment they get the interest and the spark in the first pamphlet or purse of information or, or walking through these halls right here till they make Aliyah and way after, um, they're going to be in touch somehow with uh, Nefesh Benefesh, programming, assistance, and whatever. And I've heard it many, many times that um, you know, people saying, look, uh, five years later, we're okay. You don't have to call us anymore. <laughs> we're, we're good. We're good. Leave we're, us alone. Leave us alone. We're good. We're good. We're here. It's, it's, right. it's the, the best phone call. <laughs> Those are the best Let's phone Let's take calls. them off the list, guys. And when I hear that stuff, I'm like, oh, wow, great. You know? <laughs> you know, there was a time, and I, I wonder if I'm accurate about this. I certainly remember this type of atmosphere, but maybe, again, when it comes to uh, statistics, maybe I'm not 100% right. But I remember there was a time. When there was a, when, when we discouraged or did not, we did not encourage people of a certain age to move to Israel. There were people who were recommending, you know what, people reach a certain age, they, they can't go to the army. They can't be, you know, the productive members of society that we really need. You know, the active, younger, middle-aged people who are in the grind and really building the country and raising children and grandchildren, etc. And you guys have taken the exact opposite attitude. We know of Olim who have been in the 90s, and we know of plenty, plenty that have been in the 70s and 80s. Have you seen, by the way, any senior citizens walk through the doors today? Well, we opened the doors early. We had an early bird uh, <laughs> retirement <laughs> session that started at 10, and it was nicely attended, and now we're shifting to a different audience. And you're not going to stop encouraging the, that age group. The from value going. of that experience of that uh, um, senior person is invaluable. I mean, you don't have to be going to the army to be, that's the only thing you can do to right. contribute to Israel is going to the army. It's a big thing. But if you're a retired doctor and you want to teach, a professor, you know, these are very valuable things. You can't, you know, there's no excluding anybody. And it's been like that from the beginning. Tell us about the medical program you've actually set up, which is, again, I think enhanced compared to past years. You've always had a specific program on Mega Event Day that would attract people in the medical field, but now it's like, it seems like its own vendor fair. It's, its, it's, own, its own, it's like a mini mega of its own. And that's called Medics. It's called Medics. So there are three different components to it. There's uh, lectures, helping people through the process of healthcare and licensing. So that's more of the informative. And then there's a facilitation itself. We have licensing uh, representatives, the Ministry of Health representatives. So they're actually doing tachlis, the facilitation of the licensing. 6,000 miles from home. Yeah. And then we have the third component of, of different hospitals and clinics that are looking for, for talent. So individuals can come here and walk out not only knowing information, but getting a chunk of their licensing done and yeah. also having some prospects for employment. Which is just remarkable. See, the, our ancestors would have been skeptical about this, that you're going to find a system where people are going to feel, wow, <laughs> this, this whole medical thing is much easier than I thought. That they'd be skeptical about, let me tell you. The million, I don't know what they would say. But in terms of this, they'd be skeptical, that's Yeah, for but sure. this whole medical program, it's, it's incredibly fantastic for the people searching and wanting to participate in the medical field in Israel. Yeah. But it's also an incredible value. 
for the Israeli society, for the Israeli government. Especially you with know, the physician shortage. When you're a physician, how much did it cost you to become to that position? How many years, how much money, how much time, how much experience? And all of a sudden, boom, I arrived in Israel one day, and I'm hitting the ground running and helping people. It's unbelievable. That's incredible value. The whole thing is unbelievable. Any other industries, by the way? Because you and other guests of ours last week in Israel emphasized physician shortage in Israel, and they spoke about the whole graduation of the Russian Olim who are now retiring. Anything else you could tell? Engineers. Engineers? Anybody out there with an engineering degree, you're going to find a job in Absolutely. Israel. Absolutely. Big language barrier or just no, like the medical no. field, it's, it's easy to ease you into. You can transition, but there's a v- tremendous need. All right. So those are two Maybe important. Maybe inches and centimeters might be a little bit. Right. <laughs> That's all. So those are two very we'll important. We'll give you an app. <laughs> we'll give you that. Those are two very important categories. Yeah. And Ven- there are many. There are venture many capital? Shortage of venture capitalists in Israel? Yes or no? <laughs> is there a shortage in the world? Maybe we have too many. I'm not sure. Shortage, shortage of cybersecurity. High- cyber oh, right, right, shortage right. of high tech people yeah, in Israel. Yeah, yeah. Men and women. Yes. Or no? Bring it on. No, but we need more. Is that true? It's the capital. It's going to become the new Silicon Valley. You see what's happening. Well, that term has been used very often in the and past. And it's a truism. And you're saying it's going to get even oh, larger and larger. Tr- travel down to Beersheba and walk around and see the different in facilities that are being built. Just unbelievable. It's becoming the cybersecurity uh, center of the, of the world right now. It is amazing. All right. We didn't get into the whole history of how these two gentlemen founded this whole organization, but we have done it many times before. I wish both of you incredible luck going forward. And this move to New Jersey, I mean, ev- it seems everything, you, I mean, not to give an eye and her, of course. Let's get through the day. Let's but get everything it. you touch seems to, Let's I'm not going to use the word goal, no, but I'm just telling day. you that you make a move like this, all of a sudden 1,300 people register, yeah. pre-register, and so many more hundreds are coming through the door today, like I said, in bad weather, or at least not the most uh, likable weather. And uh, sure enough, it, it just keeps attracting more and more people. If you want to get all this started out there, it's nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. I'm assuming the toll-free number still works, 866 We haven't unplugged it yet. Because now everybody's using internet and email. We paid the bill, don't worry. For the senior group. We kept the lines The rotary phones. Absolutely. 866-4-ALIYAH. Rabbi Fast. Hold on. This is when we flip it on you and we make you uncomfortable. Yeah, go ahead. You first. We have to thank you. Thank yes. you very much. We have to thank you for being a hero of Zionism, for being an unbelievable advocate of being a person out there who just gets it, who gets it um, unabashedly, and you uh, are an incredible voice for Zionism for Israel today, and uh, we couldn't do this without you. Look, Nachum, year after year after year that we've been doing this, you have been here with us thank at this table, much. at this place, on the flights, spreading the love and spreading the word. On a and, plane, and that's for God's great. sake. Yeah, on the plane. <laughs> Live on the plane. I mean, we're doing a show from a yeah. plane. Miriam's worried that we're doing a group hug in a few seconds. <laughs> so we can continue. Okay. One more sentence, we're there. Or we can pull back. But it's just remind decision. me remind me to go to Amazon and purchase for IFS a book about real heroes of Zionism, please. Because uh, I, oh, <laughs> really? Because <laughs> yeah. he put me in that category, and I don't know. I don't know if I can accept that. But boy, you've, nice. hum- you've humbled me again. And boy, reuniting with you last week at Yerushalayim was really cool. So great, thank you. Great. Thank you, Rabbi Fast. Thank you, Tony Gelbart. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy the day. Thank you. thank you very much. The mega event is as mega as we think it is. With over 1,000, 1,200, 1,400 people coming through these doors today to meet Aliyah-minded people, to learn about Aliyah resources, to explore opportunities in Israel. How can you stay away, folks? Look at these young people who are getting ready to move to Israel. 8664 Aliyah, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Um, Ronen Fuchsman is here. Hi. Shalom. Shalom. Uh, he's the director of government 
and advocacy at Nefesh Benefesh and is in charge of today's MedEx booth, lectures, vendor fair. This is the way we described it earlier. Yeah. It's, like, it's like its own entity as part of the big right mega up. event. Shalom and thanks for joining us here today. Happy to be here. Uh, all right. Uh, I mean... The symptoms, I guess, go ahead. <laughs> the symptoms, medical. It's funny. The symptoms go ahead and uh, and end up leading to the cure. Uh, the symptoms are that there is a medical shortage or a medical personnel shortage in Israel at, in Israel at the moment, right? You'd, you'd agree with that, right? Yes. And then the question is how to address it. You have a lot of people coming from North America or potentially coming from North America, and they're in the medical field, and they wonder, is this something I could be doing in Israel? How do we reach out to them? and let them know that, in fact, this is something they can consider in Israel. Yeah, so first of all, we have here with us uh, the Ministry of Health, and they're our huge partner for this whole thing, coming all those thousands of miles across the Atlantic. They don't do it anywhere else. They're just coming here. They're sitting from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., also tomorrow in Manhattan, by the way. doing this With individual appointments? Yes, only one-on-one. They're doing presentation, but between you and me, you can read everything online. Right, the more important thing is that. Yeah, they sit here, you know, day out, day in, and uh, they just verifying document. They answer question, and people are leaving this session with uh, what we call a pending approval license. Meaning, mm. you've got everything under your your belt. All you need is to be in Israel, have your two dots hood, proof of being an Israeli citizen, citizen right. and that's it. Your license will be mailed to you. In addition to that, if you're a physician, you can get your board certification here. Uh, like here in Israel, like here in the U.S., you have board certification. In Israel, we have the Rofe Mumche. If you're a gynecologist, if you're a psychiatrist, you need to get that certification on the wall. You can do that as well. And not only that, if you go to the next room, you can actually secure a job. We have here Sharet Sedek Hospital. We have Reut Hospital. We have Kupot Cholim here coming to grab you from here. You can do, so if I go back, you have licensing, specialty recognition, and land a job all in three hours. Well, hospitals have to be crazy then not to come here because the ones that are here have a major advantage over the others when it comes to recruiting. Exactly. So last year we had, uh, I think, 12. This year we have uh, six or seven. And we, ho- we also have some, uh, um, it's a new thing, a telemedicine. And we want to offer physicians who are making Aliyah, and you know they're still maybe a little afraid going into the pool of the Israeli medical system, so they can still work, living in Modi'in, work nighttime in the U.S., no, which I is morning that. in Modi'in. You I can sit that. in your underwear basically Man. and do telemedicine. Not that we're suggesting no, that. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Um, the funny part is that I know physicians from the 1970s and 1980s and even 1990s. Yeah who were so frustrated. So they tried so hard. Trips to Israel. Yeah. Meetings, applications, translations, forms. And they ended up, I hate to tell you, I know personally people who ended up just coming back to the United yep. States. They couldn't do it. Totally. And there was no and even when they got a job there or founded their own practice, a dentist, etc., they they didn't have the support system to to really make it happen. Yeah. So now um, By the way, are dentists included or not? In yes, definitely. Oh, they are? all yeah. All professions that are regulated by the Ministry of Health, meaning right. dentists, pharmacists, physicians, uh, PT, OT, speech therapists. Uh, Chiropractors? Chiropractic is a problem. It's not a licensable profession in Israel yet. Acupuncturists? Also. also but not. podiatrists just uh, got just, in this they year. They just made it in? Yeah. So we have a few podiatrists here, also wow. surgical podiatrists. That's huge. Um, wow. So everything is under one roof. Um, and I think the fact you can do it here without the cost and time yeah, consuming that I described. Yeah, of getting everything notarized. And so it's, it's amazing. 
the church. I, I don't know how Nefesh convinced them to do it. I don't know how they. they, they um, I, I guess when they saw. This is the, the product, seventh year that we're right. doing it. Um, I, I think they see they see the big uh, the big advantage even for them. It's a less bureaucracy for them. They do everything. I give them. I, I schlep it all back to Israel. I give them in a binder, very, very organized, already scanned. All they have to do is just wait for the two. So that's government advocacy, in your case, really just means, hey, guys, I've done all the work for you. Now give it the stamp of approval. Exactly. I mean, I hate to be that cynical about government, but that's essentially yeah, what it sounds I mean, like. I mean, the fact they flew over uh, and, you know, right now they're basically they're not doing the job in Israel right. because they're doing it here. Right. And at the end of the day, I'm guessing we're going to have about 35 physicians. We're going to have a... I guess 10 or 15 dentists, um, all other paramedicals, you know, waiting in line. Just get off the plane, pay your, I don't know, 300 shekels for your license, and it's going to be in the mail. All right. And so all those, the 35 plus the 15 you just mentioned, are literally making Aliyah. They yes. literally are moving to Israel. Hopefully. Meaning they're ready to make Aliyah. they're in the process. Just, uh, for, for example, last year, last year medics, we had uh, 33 physicians opened a file. On my charter, I was on the August charter, 11 of them was on that charter. <laughs> already secured the job. Meaning by the by school starts, September 1st, they already worked. They got everything. Every hospital that we've heard of is here, right? You said six or seven, but the major ones are all here. Right? Um, actually, this year, the, the major one didn't come. Oh. Um, the big one that came this year is Sharet Right. Um, they're coming. This is the third year they're coming in a row. Kupot uh, Cholim are here, and they are, they love it. Because they need everything. You know, a hospital, they only need physicians. But when a Kupat Cholim is coming, she needs a pharmacist, a nurse, right. a dentist, a PT, a dietitian, everything. Clinicians, essentially. Everything. Right. Every outpatient. Uh, you need to know more about medicine or more about government or both? Um, <laughs> you need to know both. I need politics. I need <laughs> politics and How government works. Yeah, you need to know exactly. how government works. That's why they got you. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you know how government works, I'll tell you. That's the secret in Israel, yeah. to say the least. Uh, I thank Ronen Fuchsman. He is Director of Government and Advocacy at Nefesh Ben Nefesh, and he's in charge of what we call MedEx. MedEx is the special section that we are recommending to anybody who's listening who's in the medical field because there will be sessions all day long. Physicians, paramedical, nursing, plus everything you need to know about medical licensing, job interviews, networking, and Aliyah information specifically in the medical exactly. field. Exactly. And if you hadn't got a chance to uh, catch one of those uh, sessions, please email me at right. ronen at nbn.org.il. I'm going to send you all the information, contacts, um, buddies, people who made Aliyah from your field that can you know, mentor you into the system, everything you just want to know. Everything can be delivered via email today. So like you said, the Rabbi Fath. Thank you so much. Tadarba, Ronan. All right. Tadarba, Kolakavod. You are doing a very big service for a lot of people, including for the greater state of Israel. William Daroff is with us. William Daroff is the Senior Vice President for Public Policy and Director of the Washington Office of the Jewish Federation of North America. And it's no secret that as we are more... Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Nice (laughs) to see you. And it's no secret that as we continue to progress in our... In our side of the industry, we have a greater appreciation for the work of the Jewish Federation of North America. Thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. I'm a long-time listener, first-time uh, <laughs> guest. Guest. There we go. I was going to say first-time uh, caller. Appreciate it very much. You're based in here. Washington, I assume. I'm in Washington, D.C., your nation's capital. There, there you go. Very nice. 
Um, well, I mean, I don't know if it's been like this from the beginning, because I don't know what the relationship was when Nefesh Benefesh was founded. But it's no secret that the Federation now has taken a great interest in the work that they're doing. Some people might think, how could a Federation dedicated to the work of North American Jewry mm. be that interested in this organization that is taking Jews from North America to Israel? What would you say? Well, the Federation movement is supportive of Jews wherever they live across the world, whether they're in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey, or in, um, in St. Petersburg, Russia, or St. Petersburg, Florida, <laughs> uh, or in uh, Yerushalayim. And so we're supportive of Jews wherever they are. We certainly are supportive uh, of Jews uh, who want to make Aliyah to make Aliyah, and through our partnership with the Jewish Agency for Israel, uh, which are partners with Nefesh Benefesh, that's been a, a key component of what federations do, is helping Jews uh, make the move to Israel in order to populate Israel and to populate uh, our homeland. This is always something that we've encouraged, and so many others have, uh, Jewish leadership in general, that there has to be, obviously, a strong uh, Jewish community in the diaspora, and you could speak to that, you see that every single day. Absolutely. But at the same time, we have a, a national goal, and the national goal is the strongest state of Israel as possible, and one that continues to attract people from that diaspora, and it seems there's a very good balance going on right now. Would you say that? Yeah, thank God. Uh, uh, thankfully, it's not incompatible at all. Uh, it's incredibly important uh, for us to have strong Jewish presence across the world. Uh, it's also incredibly important for us to have a strong Jewish presence in Israel. Uh, you know, where exactly the balance is as far as the numbers, you know, I'm, I'm certainly proud that there are more Jews in Israel than not. Right. Um, but I think uh, for the safety and security of the state of Israel and for the Jewish people, it's important for us to be all over the world and to be able to be influential and impactful um, everywhere we are. Uh, William Daroff is with us, Senior Vice President for Public Policy, Director of the Washington Office for the Jewish Federation of North America. Now, your home base is going through some very interesting times right now, and one that Jews around the world are paying very careful attention to. Now, I don't know if this is specifically your area, but certainly you know, any federation leader right. uh, would, be, would take great interest in what's going on. Um, Washington has some people that are making public statements that are very troublesome to Jews around the world, and the reaction of some of their colleagues seems to be not strong enough. What is your impression, and what do your colleagues think about what's going on at the moment? That is a, uh, a big question and a good question. Uh, I think on one level, uh, it is incredibly distressing um, that people whom we've worked with for decades, who know the Jewish community, who've been to... Mm -hmm. Uh, our Seder tables, who've been to our um, Yom Hutzmot celebrations, um, don't get uh, this uh, pervasive anti-Semitism that's going around. Um, the, the canard of dual loyalty is anti-Semitism 101. Uh, we're about to head into Purim. Uh, mm -hmm. You can see it uh, right there in the text of the Megillah. Um, and you obviously don't have to go back that far, but it's been something that's been with us for millennia. And the idea that these folks who who we thought got us and understood us and knew us don't is incredibly distressing. And what that says to me is we have a lot of work to do. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done in this age of intersectionality and the progressive movement and for sure with the alt-right uh, from the left and right uh, just here in America. But I think it's also important to take some perspective and that is to recognize that we as a people today in 2019 are as free as any time Jews have been since maybe the Second Temple period. We're able to practice our religion, certainly here in America and basically anywhere around the world, uh, to the extent that we want to. We uh, are able to be in the professions we want to be in. We're able to live in the neighborhoods we want to live in. And so, yes, while there are these road bumps that are, as I said, in, in incredibly distressing and, and hurtful to our souls as Jews, I think it's important to have this perspective and recognize that we are in such a better place today uh, than we've been for 
uh, certainly many, many, many periods of Jewish history. It's so remarkable today. that we're afraid to let go of it. It's yeah. so remarkable. We fear, God forbid, we wouldn't be in this situation anymore, which is a really interesting dichotomy when you think about Jewish history. But the point you made earlier is so spot on and one that I'm glad you said. And that is that to an extent, and now I might be putting words in your mouth, but to an extent, we, we understand the anti-Semites. We understand those who want to, you know, whether they believe it or are just saying it, we understand those who want to you know, be, make public statements like that. And frankly, it's good to know who your enemy is. But those who have been at the Seder table yeah. with us, those who have visited our synagogues and temples on high holidays hurts. and have been there and have declared they're never going to abandon us, that they have responded the way they have is simply hard to believe. It so is. That, that's the point. Yeah, it is the point. And I, and I, I don't th- I, I'm certain that uh, that cadre of folks do not hold the anti-Semitism uh, of, uh, of the people who are making these statements. But the fact that they don't get it, the fact that we've just somehow along the way uh, it just hasn't clicked for them is uh, it's just it hurts. It's distressing. And I think it shows that we're not quite where we thought we were. And that we, as I said, we have a lot of work to be done and that needs to be our focus. We've had an amazing run of luck with Federation people recently, huh? to say the least. We really have had some great leaders on this show. And I'm glad to see that we have some uh, really responsible people. We had an amazing uh, uh, encounter with the head of Federation in Atlanta, who's, of course, name escapes me this moment. Uh, Eric, <laughs> Eric, Eric, Eric Robbins. Thank you, Eric Robbins. We had an, ama- an amazing encounter with him. He was so welcoming and, again, really understood what it's all about. So, uh, we're, we, like I said, we're on a very good streak. Finally, uh, your impression of all of this. I mean, this is a big day. You, you just mentioned strong Israel is important. Obviously, we agree with that. But look what's going on here in Teaneck, New Jersey today. It is with amazing. With thousands of people showing up for this. It, it is amazing. Thousands of people who are interested in exploring Aliyah, people who've, who've got their plane tickets, people who are a decade away from getting their plane tickets and everything in between. It's it's really amazing to see the spirit uh, and the gung and you hear all these stories uh, from a couple decades ago before Nefesh Benefesh about how impossible it was to make Aliyah. And here in this very hotel room, you can get your passport taken. You can have your medical license translated and certified in a minute that takes that used to take a decade. Uh, it's just amazing. If you were lucky. And, right, exactly. And I just say a kol hakavod to uh, Nefesh Benefesh and to all who helped to make this process so seamless. Great to meet you. Likewise. I hope we'll have a chance to meet in Washington one day. I really do. Great. And uh, be a guest of yours down there. Well, that would be wonderful. I look much. forward to seeing you on Twitter. Uh, oh. And I'm at Daroff, at D-A-R-O-F-F. Nice. This is, the, this is the man with the big Twitter following. There we go. That anybody who analyzes social media always makes sure to toss you into the mix. Very cool. Well, I'll have to tweet a picture of us together. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Actually, right. it's a great recommendation. Let's, let's do the same, please, staff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> More coming up on this Sunday special presentation here from Teaneck, New Jersey. You are listening to JM, the, oh, excuse me, the Nakam Single Network. Been a lot of places. I've been all around the world. Seen a lot of faces. Never know where I was on the horizon. Ooh, well, I know, I know, I know, I know. So Back home No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We've been to the same drum No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We've been to the same Don't forget where you belong
Special presentation of the Nahum Siegel Network from the mega event here at Nefesh Benefesh, a Marriott Hotel, Glen Point in Teaneck, New Jersey. You have until 4 o'clock to come here and uh, see up close and personal all the people and information you need about making Aliyah. Obviously, there's a website, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Ariel Michal is with us, Director General of the Ministry of Development of the Periphery. And he is here at the mega event. Shalom, shalom, welcome. Shalom, how are you? Baruch Hashem, a pleasure to speak with you. Today, I'm watching, and I'm, I'm, I'm opening with this because of something you just said off the air. Today, I'm watching a show on CBS News, okay. and they're talking about hospitals closing constantly in rural areas of the United States, that it's impossible to maintain medical facilities, and people have to drive for hundreds of miles, even in emergencies, to get somewhere. And you just said before this conversation that we should not only speak about the periphery and not only speak about the Galil, the northern part of Israel, but we should speak specifically about medicine and trying to make sure that as the population grows, I'm assuming this is what you meant, as the population grows, make sure that the medical needs of those communities exactly. are met. Exactly. Um, one of my jobs as the director general of the Galil area, is to also get uh, the hospitals in the Galil uh, uh, as, as many specialist doctors as we can. And it's not secret that uh, uh, the hospitals are in the Galil area I lack uh, good doctors uh, uh, if we try to, to look what uh, is going on, for example, in the Tel Aviv or Jerusalem. The hospitals there are great. And in the Galil, they need help. And uh, we took upon ourselves to come here to this great mega event and to try to match uh, doctors that want to make Aliyah 
with uh, uh, whatever the hospitals in the Galil needs. We came with a list of, uh, of uh, needs of, any, of all the hospitals in, in, the, in the north, in the Galil. And uh, uh, we approached the doctors that want to make Aliyah and, and we matched them with the hospital. We even make phone calls for them to the directors in the hospital and try to, to make a match. You'll get them on the phone at the moment. We get them on the phone, whatever it takes. You know you have a lot of competition it's here. Not you a have competition. Hosp- but you have hospitals from other areas of Israel. It's okay, it's okay. I think, uh, first of all, I think that making Aliyah is, uh, is important. It doesn't matter where you go in Israel. Right. But if you already made Aliyah and uh, you want to be a really big Zionist. And make a big difference. And make a big difference. You should know that right now in Israel, also the government of Israel is trying to make a big difference in the north. Right. In the past years, we did it in the south. Right. Okay. And that continues. And that continues. Right. And, 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 and if you look now at the south in Be'er Sheva or mm-hmm. Yerucham and the Dimona, you see a big difference if you look five years ago and now. Right. And now it's about time that uh, we, we, we will have the Galil, the north. Okay, in the past two years, the government is really trying to make plans, and we started to help them. It's not enough. One of the uh, biggest projects that need help is the is the medical uh, and the, the hospitals in the Galil, and uh, we'll get there, I'm sure. And and uh, if doctors that are making aliyah will want to will make their aliyah to the Galil and uh, open a new life in the Galil, it would be great for the Galil area and also for them. All right, Ariel, give me. A couple of names of hospitals in the north that we, we, have, that we might have heard of. We have uh, uh, Ziv Hospital right, we've heard of that. in Tzfat. Right. Uh, a lot of Americans there. We have in uh, Poria in Tveria, mm-hmm. a big hospital. We have in Aharia. Those are in Afula. Uh, uh, we have we have uh, good hospitals. Somebody in Kiryat Shmona would go where? Where would they go to a hospital? Kiryat Shmona will probably go to either uh, uh, Tzfat or in area. So even certain areas like that might need their own medical facility, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and all and that will happen as the population I hope, grows. I hope that the next time we meet, I can tell you that uh, the, a lot of new doctors right. got to the Galil and uh, the population has uh, all they need because at the end, what are we talking about? We're talking about a, a child who needs a doctor. Mm-hmm. That's all. It's nothing special. Right. Well, that's true, true. But if you don't have it, then you certainly know about we it. We need to have and it and we'll it. get it. Um, all right. Your expertise up north is not limited to the medical field. Of course not. Uh, there are a lot of growing communities in the northern part of Israel. And again, I think you're right that a lot of us often focus on the south and are mesmerized by that whole area, rightfully so. Uh, but the north has its own expansion, has its own development, which is going on. Tell us some of the things that are happening up north in specific communities. I think, I think uh, uh, our ministry, for example, is trying... To get a lot of uh, a lot of young people, or a lot of uh, thirty-year-old people, up to the north. For example, what we did, we opened in the past years uh, 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 a hub, like a WeWork, all over the Galil and the in the in the south. And it's 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 funny, but in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and Ranana, there are there are so many so many hubs, so many WeWorks. It's it's unbelievable. And in, in up north, there were none. I hope I opened, for example, for young people, the first hub in Ramata Golan. Nice. First time ever. It's, 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 it was, they were so happy. And so there was, there was a waiting list there for the next hub. And I believe that if, if the north and the south will get their uh, uh, high-tech jobs and they will get their hubs, and they will, they will, they, it will make a difference and, 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 and the people will come and live in the north with uh, the hospitals that will get the doctors, with their uh, high-tech people that will come and live there. I believe that 
in the next five years, the north will make an upgrade and become a great place to live. Right. Okay. So we always say that Beersheva is nothing like it was five years ago. Exactly. But, but in Haifa, it's also nothing like it was five years I ago. I know. Right? But 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 my goal is to reach Kiryat Shmona right. and to reach Nahariya and and uh, Ramat Golan right. and to to get to those uh, uh, cities that live uh, that are in the uh, northern border. And if we'll reach there. Okay, we'll know that we succeeded. Right, that's the, that's the real key. That's the real key. And it's no secret that because of the situation up north and because of the neighbors that Israel has to its east and north, it's no secret that the more we strengthen that area of Israel, the, the better it is for the nation of Israel. Exactly. We need, we need uh, 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 more people, more young families go up north, live in Ramat Golan, live in Kiryat Shmona, strengthen the northern of Israel, and I believe uh, we'll get there. And they will meet a lot more Anglos as this goes yes, on. Yes, they will. <laughs> I thank you very much. Ariel Michal, Director General of the Ministry for Development of the Periphery. Todaraba. Thank you. Great and a lot, a lot of hot today. A lot of hot today. JM in the AM. Oh, excuse me. Nahum Single Network. Why do I keep saying that? I'm so used to that. Yoni, you weren't misinforming me, were you? No, I can't even blame you. I tried, but I can't blame Oh, my gosh. My old friend is here. Zohar Velosky, KKL, Karen Kayemet Israel, JNF Israel Emissary, who is based in Florida. Shalom, shalom. Shalom overcha. It's been a year since I've seen you. Yes, yes, every year. But what do you think of the growth of this just from one year ago? Wow, huh? it's amazing to see what's <laughs> happened here. Wow. And welcome to New Jersey. Thank you. I know that a lot you. of people think it all happens in Manhattan, but yes. this is not so bad, huh? Not so bad, but I just returned from Shabbaton, Nefesh yeah. Benefesh Shabbaton, last uh, Shabbat. So uh, this is incredible to see the, all the people here, you know, and speak about Nefesh Benefesh and to plan to make Aliyah. Wow. It so is remarkable. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, look, KKL, JNF, I mean, this is, it's a natural it is a natural that a group of people like Nefesh that wants to bring diaspora Jews to Israel teams up with them to then build Israel with them once that Aliyah has taken place. And I'm sure you knew this from the beginning, that it was a good relationship, a good partnership, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, KKLJNF uh, from those days, uh, actually 118 years ago, wow. uh, when uh, KKLJNF was established. The young people don't even realize it's before the state, yes, way but, before the state. But let's, uh, you know, let's uh, uh, remind them by the blue box or by the... Right. By the uh, the land and planted trees the certificates, but KKLJNF today is more than planted trees. It's more than the blue box because this is uh, th these are the symbolic, you know, for uh, our holy walk. But behalf of all the war Jerry here in North America, we try now to focus to the next challenge. Right. So this is the reason why uh, Danny Atar, the KKL uh, uh, JNF chairman, world chairman, uh, create by his vision. The new uh, 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 plan and the new uh, project, whose name is uh, the year of uh, two, uh, 2040. Right, 2040. 2040. 20 years from now. Yes. What's so, the goal? And the goal is to bring a million people to the Negev and half million people to the Galilee. Unbelievable. And, and to do it, you need to start now. And actually, we started, but now we need to start and to see the vision and to make it as an action plan and to, to uh, and to bring the people uh, olim and also people from israel that made aliyah right. or the people that live in israel to who give might live in the central part yes right. to give the new opportunities 
and the new challenges are the Negev and the Galilee. And you heard what Ariel said about some of the communities up north. There's a lot of room to grow, a lot of great yes. communities, and obviously the same thing happening in the south. Yes, yes. Plenty yes. of room and a lot of communities yes. that are growing. So we, we are working together, and we try to create the next challenge for all of us, you know, uh, uh, to, uh, to make the desert bloom in the Negev and to uh, uh, bring a lot of juice uh, to the Galilee. So uh, uh, you can uh, offer uh, some opportunities for work, opportunities for R&D, uh, for uh, doctors, physicians, uh, and a lot of opportunities that uh, uh, now we work in collaboration with college in the Negev and in the Galilee. So we create a new programs and new plans. Uh, so uh, by that, you can grow and grow and bring more See, people. our listeners have to keep this in mind because we're so Aliyah-focused that we're trying to get people who are moving to Israel to do what you're suggesting. We keep forgetting that there's an entire population of millions in Israel that would consider the same thing, especially the young people who don't know exactly what they want to do with their future yet. So it's not so. so this plan that you t- speak about is not just let's keep encouraging nefesh benefesh. This plan is it has to have the entire of Jewish nation in mind to make this work. Of course, but especially with nefesh benefesh, right. you know, because now when you give the new Zionism, you ask yourself, okay, what is now the next challenge? What is the expectation of the war Jerry from uh, uh, KKL JNF to do in Israel? Right. So this is the next challenge, to work in collaboration with Nefesh Benefesh and to bring more Olim, new Olim, and all Olim, and also uh, uh, and other people from Israel, you know, uh, uh, to live together. This is Am Israel. This is Am Israel in Eretz Israel. Right. Boy. It, it, it's, it's such a multi-pronged uh, project. It, is, it has so many different um, elements to yes, it. Yes, yes. And it looks like... Every one of those elements is going in the right direction. It looks like it really can happen yes, yes. to achieve such numbers, yes. which is amazing. Because this is uh, the, our experience. Our experience always, it's not only to buy the land from those days. So to buy the land, uh, to, to develop the, the, the areas, uh, to bring more people, to give an opportunities to work, to give an opportunities for the community uh, 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 to revival and to enjoy from uh, their area uh, and to take care and to support the state of Israel, our amazing, amazing homeland. All right, a couple of quick things. Zohar, where are you from? Originally, yeah. originally from Sharei Tikva, the Gate of Hope. But Sharei Tikva. Yes, it's a Petach Tikva. Yeah, of course. But it's the, it's not a Petach. Petach, yeah, it's the, the, it's the different, the, the entrance, different bab, or right. <laughs> different bab, different gate. So that's where you're from. Yes. So, you, so yes. you certainly know about the central part of Israel. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, today I'm living in Florida. Right. In, uh, and in, uh, and is is Boca? The same type of hub of Aliyah like Tinek has been? Do you have a lot of people there that you meet regularly that are yes, moving to yes. Israel? Actually, in Florida uh, in general, not only in uh, Boca Raton. Of right. course, Boca is uh, cities, right. it's like J- Jerusalem of right. the Boca. <laughs> but uh, I, asked all, I, I asked them, what is your next challenge? Okay, it's uh, uh, amazing to live in Boca, but you need uh, to think about Israel and your next challenge. And I give them a lot of ideas how to realize it. And you know what's interesting, and I'm sure you've thought of this, and we mentioned this earlier, Nefesh Benefesh, the first Aliyah group in history, I believe, to encourage senior citizens to move to Israel. First one. Yes, from because BRS. Bef- before that is correct, BRS and BRS, other, areas, yes, and other yes, areas. Yes, yes. Because before, and from New Jersey also. Because yes. before that it was if you can't do the army or you can't be productive or you can't have a really good job or can't really raise children and grandchildren in Israel, I don't know if we want you there. 
So I'm wondering if that philosophy helps in your work, because in Florida you meet a lot of senior citizens. Of course, of course. I, I, I think. But they're hesitant to move. Is that it? Like yes, it's a, it, you know, it's a great opportunity for uh, anyone first to listen, right. to learn about Israel, to learn about the new opportunities, to learn about the new project. You know, uh, the year of uh, 2040. Wow, it's amazing to think what what will be there. So if you're thinking about Aliyah, maybe tomorrow morning, maybe uh, maybe in a few years. Right. Okay, now you know that new opportunities come to the area and a new challenge and to work together with uh, Nefesh Ben Nefesh we can achieve it uh, together so KKLJNF is always uh, focused on it and uh, Danny Attar the chairman the world chairman of KKLJNF is a push uh, uh, to make it in reality in the field is uh, like a bulldozer you know to push uh, yeah. a lot of things uh, uh, to make it happen, and uh, Every, everyone, uh, everyone, everyone involved knows they cannot do it yes, alone. Yes, Karen Kemet Israel Jewish National Fund is realized itself. It's amazing for the new challenge. Zohar Vlosky, KKL JNF Israel emissary, based in Florida. Wonderful to reunite with you again. Thank you, Tadaraba. thank you. Every Tadaraba. year, more thank coming up. You are listening to a special Sunday presentation here at the mega event with Nefesh Benefesh. This is an Alchem Single Network.
מלחמות קשות, רדיפות כואבות, בכל זמן, בכל מקום. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. עלילות שקרים, צוררים קשים, שרוצים רק להרוס. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. אז נצא כולנו יחד לרחובות העיר, ניקח אוויר וניצח. special Sunday presentation for the mega event here in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey. Can there be a mega in Teaneck? The answer is yes, and a successful one. And Mark Rosenberg has been with us many, many times before. Arguably the most... Arguably the most frequent guest from the Nefesh Benefesh office on JMNAM and the Nachum Siegel Network. 
I say arguably. I'm not 100% sure, but I have a feeling it might be true. Mark Rosenberg, director of North American Aliyah. Shalom and welcome to Teaneck, New Jersey and the special NSN presentation at the mega event. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I think that the part of the argument is that um, they like to have us together because of our height. That's the reason? I, th I have a feeling. And I thought there was good chemistry, that the conversations work. You think you're saying it's just a, it's just a physical, just, just the way things look, that's it? I God think. almighty. <laughs> <laughs> All this time, I thought we had really had a good radio presence going. I don't know. Maybe it's just my jet lag. I don't know whether it's morning or afternoon. Anyway, I will try to prove that we have a good uh, rapport because, hey, you know, there were people who didn't know what would happen if the mega event left Manhattan. There weren't people who were, uh, there were people who were not confident that there would be an impression that something can happen this big outside of Manhattan. After all, you know the aura of New York City, Mr. Rosenberg. It's tough to, tough to cross that bridge. They move this to Teaneck, and they're thinking, what will we have? 100, 200, 300 registered people? And look what happens. We're in the thousands with a lot more coming throughout the day until 4 o'clock this afternoon. And you're meeting a lot of people who are either in the beginning or toward the end of their Aliyah process. Pretty yes, it's cool, huh? pleasantly overwhelmed with uh, talking and people and introductions. Uh, the tolls um, are not prohibitive to people uh, coming to get our, you're our, happy our resources. To hear that, right? Uh, I think that I think I've said this before. This day and age, it's tough to get people out of their house. Right. I think with uh, so much information available at these gadgets right. at our fingertips, I think it's what's great about you're, you're able to whisper in their ear wherever they are around this country, whether they're in Memphis or Chicago. Um, it's tough to get out, but there's this uh, value added of having um, so many people um, connect um, to our vendors and our experts, but also to each other. It's, it's quite a diverse <laughs> crowd here, and uh, it's hard to uh, have a moment to even have lunch. Did you notice the age diversity? Did you notice that there are couples with little kids, families that look even younger than they did to us years ago? as we continue to get older. And then, of course, there are senior citizens, 70s, 80s, etc., who instead of being discouraged from moving to Israel, are being encouraged to move to Israel. Yeah, I just left a session um, of uh, finances for retirees, planning your retirement to Israel, a standing room only. So I saw some people, I felt bad, in their 70s sitting on the floor, um, <laughs> drinking up this information for myself and a financial planner about what to do. Um, but it really is uh, quite the mix of people. And it's like one person comes up with a question at a booth, and the next person comes up, and you're like, okay, I see their stroller down there. And the next person comes up with uh, even some multi-generational. Uh, some parents came with their kids. Um, and uh, By the way, are the singles showing up to this today? Um, do they I, come to this? I've gotten a few. Um, they're sitting on their computers. Uh, a few without their parents. Right. Um, a few moms uh, and dads came in to ask about their children and their army service. Um, but I think uh, the opportunity, especially the young professionals with the licensing issue, and I think it's a special factor right, um, right now that we have, um, I think it's over 120 doctors and other uh, uh, para paramedical professions are here. The fact that they can come and get it solved, you, if you want to see people smile, just stand by that sign over there. And they come out like, I, got, a, I got approved. That must uh, be like, Oh my goodness, I'm a speech therapist. So now I know and I literally all they have to do at this point is go to Israel. That's yeah, it. get their visa. I find housing, uh, right. a few other minor but what things. what they consider to be the most, the biggest hurdle will have been it done It is already. the biggest obstacle. Right. It's the biggest obstacle. This is, I guess, the, the, the crazy thing that I'm saying that is getting people a little frustrated or uh, flustered is that I don't think people make Aliyah for ideological reasons. I don't think so. I think that if, if it was ideological is the reason, I think that we'd see more than 4,000 North Americans making Aliyah. It, it, it actually is what's special about today, uh, over a thousand people coming out to the Glen Point and Teaneck, is that it's a practical decision. And you see that, that once practically they realize that they can work and that as a doctor they can pass or get a job at the hospital, it suddenly clears their way that, wow, the ideology will push them 
into like, okay, this is, this makes sense for me. But it's this beautiful mix of the idea. We all, I think many of the listeners here have this ideology. They recognize that we live in the most amazing times. Okay, you're smiling. You, you feel well, that. because I'm going to play along with you yeah. for a moment. You say once practically people realize yeah. this, once practically they also realize that hundreds of shekel per month of tuition is enough to support the educational needs of their children. Um, that that so much is available in the areas of health, education, and other areas for kids that are not available here at de- at decent prices. Right for for the Correct. same little money that it would cost in Correct. Israel, that those also are a factor. They are the factor, but I think the quote unquote tuition crisis that um, still is the crisis for now, like fifteen years. I mean, you've been paying yeah. tuition for a long time, yeah. um, is wrapped up in a bigger uh, enigma that people don't really want to talk about, and we'll do that right now. The enigma really is that raising a family or launching a professional career in Israel is easier for a family. Okay, and that's part because of if you want to send your kid to a semi-private Jewish school, it's a hundred dollars a month per child. Or if you have a three, a three or four-year-old, it's free for kindergarten. That or you. And another factor is that you don't negotiate your health care when you switch your jobs. Right. So you can maybe take a bold job at a startup, or you know, start a new school because it's not going to affect your health care. Those are big options. And I think the the like the, the sucker punch on the end. I don't mean to hit you on this. Uh, we're so close here. Is that knowing that oh, do I have to save up for college for my child? It costs twelve thousand dollars or thirteen thousand dollars to go to law school as an undergraduate degree in Israel, or to get a degree in psychology, full, or to become a teacher. Full. Three years of tuition as a BA in Israel. So the pressures of okay, I don't have to pay for kindergarten, and uh, elementary school is going to be about a hundred dollars. High school is a little more expensive. All those things come up, and then when I launch them professionally in the career, it's like wow, because what's a, what's a factor that's preventing people from making that practical step is that they've already invested in that degree, and they've gone to seven years of law school, and they've got that MBA and they're trying to pay down that debt and they're saying, oh my goodness, I, I can't leave because I have to pay down the debt and I make X amount of money to pay for the debt that I have and you roll the math that way, it becomes impractical for them to leave that cycle. I, I say it's the ski lift. You don't want to jump off a ski lift in the middle of the way because it's pretty quite dangerous. So what, what's happening is that we, get, we see people here at those windows of opportunity. So the retirees, are, the empty nesters are here. Their kids right. leave their home, and, or they're, they're about to take their pensions out, and they want to practically see if they can make the ends meet. You see these young families that they're just paying off their debts, and they're saying, hmm, this is what I could maybe do if I switch and veer off that path and come here. And then you see these young people say, okay, I, I'm graduating high school. I could do the Army. Should I come after doing the Army? I could go to school. The government's going to pay for my college and degree. And I could be independent. And I can I don't be have to worry about my parents. Yeah. Uh, why did it take so many years for you to explain this theory to us? I think that one of the, <laughs> I think the teacher in me was uh, always very supportive. Um, just this Shabbat, I was spending Shabbat in lovely New Rochelle, New York, and nice. uh, and and where my brother and sister live. And Shout I was. Shout out to everybody, Fink. Rabbi Fink Shul, beautiful diving. There's so many minyan. And, and actually, I saw six different families that came up to me to say that recently a, a family member made aliyah. Okay, and it's not, it's 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 beautiful to have that warmth uh, when you go to a place. Um, but what's interesting is that um, you want to be supportive. And people ask me that. Sh- oh, sorry, I was gonna say. So I'm in this shul, and like, yeah. oh, you're here recruiting. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, I'm like, we do not recruit. We're here to facilitate. So that attitude about, you know, you don't want to recruit for people um, caused us to be like, okay, if you want to talk about the numbers, we'll, we'll talk the numbers with you. So now we're doing the sessions. Like, I want to show you that if you transfer, this is, I will tell you, email me, mark at nbn.org.il. I will tell you what you're likely to spend a month. And therefore, that leads you to the question, if I show you what, let's figure out what you could earn. 
and it causes people to practically put it in their face that it, it could be a practical step for them. And I think that's uh, I think that's the honest way to do it. I'd rather someone say, you know, I can't because I have the debt, or I'm taking care of my relative. I'm I, I'm really doing it because I investigated that, and that's the that's that's the most more honest way to do it. I think it's we were always very sincere. But I've just learned to just be a little more honest. In, in Hebrew, we, uh, you know, in Israel, we say dugri. Yeah, you know, Israelis just talk about money openly, right. so I've become more comfortable. You know what's funny, them. though? Mark Rosenberg is with us. You know what's funny is that whenever we were honest, we would be criticized. In other words, let's say, you know, I have an elderly parent. I can't leave America. Uh, I have uh, a situation with one of my children. I can't leave America. I, you know, I can't handle the economics yeah. of moving to Israel, which, again, may not be as predominant a topic as it used to be you know so i can't leave america we, people people would look at us and i would look at others and say just an excuse it's just an excuse but you know, in reality you should be heading to israel like every other good jew so i think that's what's nice about the, my comment that it's not ideological so if you have the ideology ideology then it's imperative for you to actually test it out so obviously if you're taking care of a parent then you have to f- make the plan for what's going to happen afterwards for me what bothers me though is i actually i'm having this I, there's all these doctors here i should yeah, have to I check mean, it out on. i'm having this terrible pain in my, uh, and my they're indebted to you at this yes. point. <laughs> and, and, nice. and, on my shoulder. And what happens on Shabbat, or you know, I'm complaining to my friends, and they, oh, you should take some Advil, right. oh, you should do some yoga. And am I going to call up a doctor to consult with a professional to actually look at it? Not likely, unless it gets yeah. really, right. really painful. <laughs> so what what I'm pushing to say is that, like, if see see with the meet with the professionals call us and we will say show you how practical it could be for you because so much has changed even from when Nefesh Benefesh started the the big um, uh, new uh, new phrase that Rabbi Fass and Tony Gilbert uh, created when they started Nefesh Benefesh was Ali have choice right. and therefore it's like it's Americans are not feeling they're not running away from the horrible life here they're not running away from the wonderful kosher food in, in, <laughs> in the New York New Jersey area what, what they have choices and when you relate to people with choices it, they have a different association and that was already, I think, a huge revolution when it came to um, the government's policy to Aliyah. And we see it's changing around us with every other government policy that's actually here from the Ministry of Health and, and to Misrata Klitava Aliyah that are here. But what the new revolution is, is, is I think the, the technological revolution, is that for someone to be like, oh yeah, I can't make a lot of money in Israel, they're talking about a conversation about like 10 years ago when I when I went to Israel, okay, my year in Israel, we didn't have cell phones, <laughs> and we only got to write those aerograms back. And that, so the person is speaking from a sentiment that was true, but it was true from 15 years ago, from 20 years ago. So, it, so much has changed just in, in what's happening in the marketing field in the past in the past few years that if you graduated to the degree two years ago and you didn't practice marketing, I'm not sure you're going to be able to get a job unless you stay right. connected to it. So by connecting to the source, by really um, leaning in, you see like how viable it is and it's like oh oh things are I, I, this is I, I, this is what drives me crazy oh i hear that housing is not affordable oh things are expensive in Israel. oh yeah in new york housing so affordable <laughs> oh the cost of living in new york isn't so expensive <laughs> it's like i was just in detroit on thursday okay you know what's going on in this neighborhood yes <laughs> so i in detroit i understand the cost of living is not so not is not so right. expensive with the people came to me saying we saved a ton of money we're ready for aliyah right. we're, we're, we're actually going to have to pay more when they move to israel but when you realize and you're honest with yourself that yes cost of living here is expensive cost of living in israel is expensive what does expensive really mean Okay, what is my earning power going to give? And when you run the numbers, people see that, okay, if I do these two steps, or if I save like this, or if I take a course like this, it becomes more possible. And that's like, I guess that's, I, I want more, to, I, I guess I want to say more to people who have that ideology, or raising children to make Aliyah, is you have to really connect with the practical steps. Um, and it really could be something that comes true. Amazing. You're incredible. 
Director of North American Aliyah is Mark Rosenberg. By the way, before I let you go, why are certain people going in the other direction? Is something happening there for people who are originally from Israel? Like, is there a yes, there is. First of all, there's the elevators and the restrooms over there, <laughs> so some people might be going there. <laughs> That's um, not what I meant. But though. parallel to this event, um, our, our, our major partner is Misrat Klitav, right. the Ministry of Absorption and Aliyah, also runs an event to help bring um, uh, Israeli citizens, returning residents, back to Israel. So they have special officials here that are be able to explain to them what the health So that was advertised specifically That's to that market? Specifically, if you open <laughs> uh, specifically in English and in Hebrew, right. um, specifically that they come. Um, it's interesting, if you look at the statistics, um, the amount of Israelis leaving is less than the amount of Israelis returning. That's um, wonderful. It's, it's amazing. Again, Israel has changed. Um, many of the we see this. A third of our single olim, about twelve hundred singles make aliyah each year. A third of them have an uh, Israeli parent, right. um, born in America right. or born in Israel. Now we see the, that on the plane. All the time. Israel that they left in the nineteen eighties. Okay. It's, it's a completely different place in Israel right now. Again, because of Wi-Fi, because okay. of the culture. Drive up to Yushalayim. There are like three different ways to enter the city now. Okay, and, but Not to mention the fast train that might be ready soon. There are just different ways. So you see the interest of Israelis coming back, and they want also that customer service of the choices. They want, they're they not the, oh, you must do come back. They want to understand what's going to happen with my health care. How am I going to find a job? And that's I think it's a great it's a great partnership between Nefesh Benefesh and Mishrata Klitav Aliyah. Mark, thank you. Amazing. Always a pleasure. Amazing. Got to do a full hour with Mark one of these days. That's uh, Mark Rosenberg, who's, of course, the director of North American Aliyah. Go to nbn.org.il and start your process, nbn.org.il. Ilana is here. Ilana Naim is a junior at Barnard, which I'm told is quite an educational institution. Uh, She's also at JTS, and she is about to become an Ola. And this is Ilana Naim. Shalom. Hi. Pleasure, <laughs> pleasure to meet you. Nice meeting you, too. Uh, when did you begin this process? When did you know, you know what, this is something I want to explore? Um, so, God willing, I'm gonna, I'm a junior now, so probably in like a year and a half. I've been wanting to make Aliyah since I was six years old. Um, <laughs> my family is Israeli. My dad's Israeli. Um, he moved to America, I guess, when he was like 25-ish. Um, and it's always something I've wanted to do. And I've become more serious about it since my gap year in Israel. Wow, amazing. Uh so what does someone like yourself have to do now? Like what happens now if you know that this actual eventual Aliyah is still going to be 18 months down the road? Um, so I've been coming, last year I came to Nefesh Benefesh and this year, so I know that there's like a lot of paperwork. Um, I'm studying psychology and education, um, so I want to go into education and then psychology. So I also am looking into like how to transfer uh, my certification to Israel. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Do you know where you're going to be living in Israel yet? No, but hopefully Jerusalem. <laughs> oh, very nice. So you already have your eyes set on that. But my family lives in the Merkaz area, so it might be easier to start off by them. Very we'll good. So, so you're still open to all possibilities. Yes. Very a open. year from now, this is going to be real serious. Yes. In a year in from other now. Words, in other words, we're looking at the summer of 2020. Yes. God willing. So a year from now, you're going to be, uh, you know, cleaning out your apartment, and you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be deciding what to what to sell and what to give away. And well, <laughs> I'll just be cleaning out my room for my parents' apartment. <laughs> I got you. But, but you get my point. Yes. <laughs> uh, are your parents cool with the whole thing? Yeah, I'm. They're. Go- I'm dragging them with me. Oh, that's really yeah. nice. Well, not at the same time. They're going to come later, but they're coming. But they know they're on the way. Um, they're on the way to I don't Israel. know if they know yet, but they're, <laughs> they're on the way. Oh, so th- this is more of a, a dream of yours as opposed to a practical application. <laughs> well, I'm an only <laughs> child, so... You know they can't resist exactly. being away from you. My it's mom's definitely going to come, I think, in the next few years, and I think my dad will also Very come. cool. All yeah. right. And how's life at Barnard? It's great. I love it. Because I hear sometimes it's hard to get along with roommates, and it's difficult to, you know... <laughs> 
to, to have a good social atmosphere, uh-huh. right? That, that things are going well for you? Yeah, I love my apartment. Uh, everything's great. There's a very big Jewish community at Barnard Columbia. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Go no! Who would think that there are a lot of that there's a big Jewish community at Barnard uh, and Columbia? Anyway, call it a vote to everybody up there. Uh, best to you. Thank you. Continue this process with great uh, with great vision, looking ahead. Thank you so much. Ilana Naim, junior at Barnard and JTS, and Ola because she's going to be spending the summer of 2020 uh, heading to Israel and making Aliyah a part of her future. And I am told that Beth Chester is with us. Beth is the uh, well. Beth is a is somebody who's extremely important to us recently because she facilitated one of the most amazing hours we had in Israel recently. Remember last week, medical school for international health at Ben-Gurion University? Uh, Beth is responsible for setting all of that up, and today I am sure she's uh, hopping on the bandwagon of this whole medical trend that everybody is uh, talking about here at Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, both in terms of where students can go to medical school and obviously after that where they can be employed uh, in hospitals and the medical field. Beth Chesser, welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you very much for having me. Did you hear how amazing our visit with the folks from Beresheva was? Not only did I hear it, I think I've listened to it four <laughs> times already. You have some great personalities there. It's a great school. Why would we not? Wonderful people who really, uh, look, it's obvious that they are just not, they are not only academicians. Or whatever the word, whatever the word is, they are people who really care about their students and want to be involved in what's going on in the students' lives during that time, and obviously after graduation as well. I think the mantra of our school begins from the moment we get an application. We care not just about this; we care about our students. So we start everything before they get over to Israel. We hand them off to the Israel office, who takes such care for our students. And in the education they're receiving, the education they're receiving, the global health education, teaches our students to not just treat a, a patient, not just to teach a disease, but to treat the patient. Right. Those are the kind of doctors I want to be treated by in 10 years. And all those things came through, by the way, but I mean, you heard it. But we, as people who had not been as familiar with the institution as you are, we felt it as well. All right, I want to use this time as wisely as possible. There are, and you know this, there are prospective students who are living in the United States, who don't realize that there's an incredible medical school in Israel, in the Negev, in Beersheva, uh, that many Americans and people from around the world, even English speakers from around the world, have already been to and have graduated from and have had phenomenal educational careers there. Uh, And then you may have parents who are tuned in who know that their child has this desire to go to medical school and you know, may have may already be uh, you know throwing around different ideas of where to go, and they may not be aware of the fact that Israel has this unbelievable secret there in Beersheba. What would you say directly to the prospective students and their parents about your medical school? What I would say is that as a parent myself, what I always advise my children is you want options. And when you come to Ben-Gurion University, to the Medical School for International Health, you have options. We have our affiliation with Columbia University. So when our graduates come back in the fourth year, they are guaranteed seats. Our graduates, for the last several years, are 90% or better matching residency. For those who change their mind or go in thinking Aliyah and want to stay in Israel, they can have the option of staying there. You don't need to decide that till your third year of medical school. Right. So you have options. And I think not just options, but options at top institutions. And you're treated as such. You're coming from one of the most prestigious medical schools in the world. Speaking with Beth Chesser, we we emphasized, as you know, 
the whole and your staff, the, the people that you introduced us to, emphasize this incredible component of real international health, of being in other countries, etc. Uh, from your perspective, what has this done to the careers and the medical um, experience of these students? Well, I think it's driving them to the tops in their fields, whatever fields they are. The medical school is only 20 years old. Yeah, that's also hard to believe, by the way. And if you, <laughs> if you think about the accomplishments of where our alumni are in such a short time, mm -hmm. in the CDC, in the head of Ministry of Health, a dean at Einstein in New York, these are alumni from our school. And doing work in other countries and being oh, sought yeah. after by other countries. Sought over. When you have a crisis around the world, they're seeking the graduates of our program. Right. It's pretty amazing. Anyway, students out there, you have an opportunity to really explore a great option, as you just said. And parents, keep it in mind because sometimes your children might actually ask you for a piece of advice when it comes to their future in the world of education. Best way for people to get information about the Medical School for International Health would be? The best way is to call our New York office or email me directly. Okay. You could go to our website, which is msih.bgu.ac.il. If you just Google MSIH, right. it will come up. And if you see Ben Gurion University, you know it's the right place. Correct. Um, and our admissions office is in New York, so I'm accessible on Eastern Standard Time. You could call our office anytime at 212-995-1231 and speak to me. I didn't even realize that. A student could start the whole process right here and Absolutely. not worry about the time difference and meeting people 6,000 miles away. Absolutely. They could start the whole thing with you. 100%. Phenomenal. All right. Thank you so much for joining thank us. And again, thanks for a great, great uh, hour last week with your friends and colleagues at the Medical School for International Health. It's Beth Chesser. Uh, the folks at Ben Gurion University, and we had an amazing time together last week in Jerusalem, you might recall. And I thank her very, very much. More coming up. It's a Sunday broadcast, a special mega event broadcast with Nefesh Benefesh at the Nachum Single Network.
It's an Alchem Single Network Sunday at the mega event here in Teaneck, New Jersey with our friends at Nefesh Benefesh, the Consul General of Israel here in the New York region is the Honorable uh, Danny Dayan, and he is here with us at the mega event. Shalom, shalom. How are you? Shalom, shalom. Some of the best things that you've told us on the air was your own story of Aliyah. And I wonder if that goes through your mind when you see thousands of people coming here to start their own process. Every single time I see an Ole Chadash, I, I remember my own Aliyah 40, more than 48 years ago, a long time. I was a teenager um, and from Buenos Aires, Argentina. And as I told now, the potential Olim, you know, Whoever tells them that there are not going to be any difficulties, he's not telling them the truth. Even, even in 2019? Yeah, it, there are going to be some difficulties and some days of uh, a bad mood. Frustration. But, yeah, but I have no doubt whatsoever that when we look at this decision retrospectively in 1, 2, 5, 10, or in my case 48 years, they will be positive that it was the best resolution, the best decision of their life. Knowing what it was like 40 plus years ago, you must marvel at how Nefesh Benefesh has organized this whole process. Uh, no doubt. You know, I, uh, uh, in those days it was completely different. It was not Nefesh Benefesh. Those times was the Jewish agency. Actually, you know, uh, uh, we were due to be the last Olim of 1970, because we were uh, we made Aliyah on on December 31st. Wow. Um, there were no direct flights from uh, Buenos Aires to uh, uh, Tel Aviv to Israel, so we flew through Paris, and we took an Elal flight from Paris to uh, Tel Aviv to be, to Lod Airport, Ben Gurion Airport of today. But since it was an Elal flight, we were the first Olim of 1971 <laughs> instead of the first Olim of 1970. I hope you have not told the story in front of Elal representatives. <laughs> I sometimes do. I mean, I would assume you still have to fly the airline. <laughs> I, I must admit, the delay was short. It was an hour or two, but, but that, that was, was enough. enough to make us the, the first Olim of 1971. When we here in the diaspora think of Buenos Aires, we think of Amia and the bombing. And we think of a recent episode with the uh, with the rabbi in Argentina, and I don't know what the circumstances of your aliyah were, but... No, 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 no. our aliyah was 100% for Zionist motivations, uh, we, we had a very good, nice life in Argentina. Have you visited Argentina. recently Argentina? Uh, not recently, not recently. But you but do, you know, you know the situation. Yeah, but anti-Semitism is the rise all over the world, right. not only in Argentina. Including Washington. Uh, in Europe, including in, in, in this country. Uh, look, uh, I... Uh, uh, not long ago, I participated in a memorial for uh, a Holocaust survivor, Mirel Knoll, that was murdered in Paris, France, and I learned that she was the 11th uh, uh, Jew murder for anti-Semitic right. reasons in, in France in the last decade. But then came Pittsburgh, and 11 Jews were murdered in this country in one day. Right. So you can never know where the next appearance of this... Uh, beast that is the anti-Semitism will rise its head. It Nefesh Benefesh, as you know, as we go back to the mega for a moment, has this amazing goal with JNF, KKL, to bring, I mean, we're talking about a million people to the south, we're talking about almost as many to the north, to make Israel and the nation of Israel as strong as possible. They have a vision, they know it's going to take a while to do this, but there's no reason, knowing their partnership, to think they can't do it, right? 
You know, Nahum, uh, it was our first Prime Minister, David Ben-Gurion, uh, that said that in Israel, uh, if you, in order to be a realist, you have to believe in miracles. Yeah. But I'm sure that even the utmost optimist, David Ben-Gurion, uh, when he said that, he didn't believe uh, how many miracles we will see. Uh, from the very establishment of the state, to the defense of the state uh, against all odds, to the ingathering of the exiles from many parts of the world, to the reunification of Jerusalem, and to that from the, 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 op the, the, the opening of the gates of the former Soviet Union and the, from Ethiopia, and, and today the, the economic miracle that Israel is. Uh, so uh, I, I believe it's possible. I believe we should believe it is possible and act accordingly. And then, uh, tirzu enzo agada, as, uh, as, as Theodor Herzl <laughs> said, if you uh, wish it, it's not a dream. And now, before I let you go, I have to make you feel very uncomfortable. Because I have seen, I've been in this a long time, as you know. And I've seen a lot of consul generals from a lot of different regions of the United States. And whoever decided to appoint you, and I assume it was the Prime Minister, but I don't know how it works, it but I, ass I assume Minister. it was him. The pride that you exhibit, <laughs> the Jewish pride, not just Israel pride, but the Jewish pride that you exhibit and the way you represent us. That's why I sit through this whole conversation smiling. It's not just to be nice to you. It's because I have this amazing hargasha, this incredible feeling. I'm sitting with someone who loves representing the Jewish people. Well, you know, indeed you embarrassed me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and yes, Prime Minister Netanyahu, I am a personal appointment of the Prime Minister with whom I have a long uh, uh, political relationship. Uh, but, you know... Um, I, I simply love Jews. Simple as that. <laughs> uh, all colors, all denominations, all shapes and all sizes. All in, everybody. Uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, I think it's a, it's a prerequisite in order to, first of all, to enjoy the position here in New York. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, when, when Prime Minister Netanyahu appointed me, uh, my first thought is that... Uh, Wow, I'm going to represent the capital of the world, Yerushalayim, to the city that for some reason believes that is the capital Correct. of the world, New York. Correct. <laughs> and they're unabashedly <laughs> always promoting it. Exactly. Do you and get to vote or not in the upcoming uh, election? Yes. You do we get vote, to vote. Actually, we vote uh, two weeks ahead of the right. date of the election. We vote. Will it be close enough in, that your vote's yeah, going to count? We vote, yeah, of course. <laughs> It'll be a close election. We, we vote on March 28th in the consulate. The only... Uh, uh, officials vote, uh, right. Israeli citizens, uh, regular Israeli citizens that are in New York and not voting. Right. It's going to be close, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, that's one of the... There are two topics I am prevented from talking about. Yeah. Domestic Israeli politics and domestic American politics. Simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Consul Nathan, General was from the pleasure. State of Israel, the Honorable Danny Dayan, Todarabalacha, and Kolakavod. Amazing. <laughs> Love how you represent the Jewish people. We continue with more. You are listening to a special presentation from the mega event. Those of you who have been inspired to explore your own Aliyah possibilities, guess what? There's a website, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. There's also a phone number, 8664-ALIYAH. You are listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. Yeah. 
Single Network, we're live at the mega event in New Jersey, Teaneck, New Jersey, this time around. The mega event has moved from Manhattan. Nefesh Benevich now hosts it in Teaneck in the Marriott Glen Point. By the way, speaking of Teaneck, Mazal Tov to uh, Janet and Lior Hode, guests of honor at the Young Israel of Teaneck dinner tonight. Mazal Tov from all of us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, Donna Horowitz is with us, director of Go Beyond for the southern region of Israel. That's right, there are a couple of regions that are the beneficiaries of the Go Beyond program, and Donna leads the one that uh, has the largest number of potential Olim and others from Israel to move to that region as well. I say that because they keep using the figure 1 million, which is pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, that's going to be exciting. Welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Nice to speak to you again. Um, all right, this is, this is quite a challenge, and we know it's going to take many, many years, and it's going to take a lot of forethought and resources, but this is an attainable goal because of cities like Tell us some of the hot spots of the southern part of Israel. So it is an attainable goal because we're seeing that Beersheba and the south is already on the rise. So we're starting to see that potential come to fruition. Um, I can just give you an example. Beersheba five years ago, um, where I work, which is a beautiful high-tech park with over 90 international companies, just five years ago was a, a 
a plot of sand. There was nothing there. And today you can see their international companies, Dell, Rafael, IBM, are all opening office in Beersheba because they're seeing the potential of this area. It's connected to the center of the country. Um, you've got Ben Gurion University, you have Soroka, you have so much happening there, and more and more Olim are tapping into this potential um, and are choosing to find their home in southern Israel. Uh, what other cities should we know about aside from Beersheba? So I love Beersheba. I love Ashkelon. It's right on the beach. It's beautiful. It's communable. There's a wonderful English-speaking community there. In Ashkelon? In Ashkelon. I didn't know Yeah, that. yeah. They have a Kiddush every, every Shabbat. <laughs> American style. <laughs> American style. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's beautiful. There's a marina. There's the beach. Um, another favorite city of mine is Yerucham. Right. So Everyone I think when people about hear about Yerucham, they imagine this you know, desolate desert town. But um, if you visited Yerucham in the, in the recent years, you'll see that Yerucham, the community is warm. There's an international robotics team there, great education, great community. So much is happening there. New excellent centers being opened. The government is investing in the South. Nefesh Benefesh is investing in the South. Everyone is investing in the South right now. So this is really a turning point that we're seeing. Donna Horowitz is with us. All right, take me through the non-employment issues. In order to continue to build the region down there, Obviously, you need electricity. Obviously, you need other items of infrastructure, including roads, mm -hmm. railways, hospitals, mm -hmm. you know, public service agencies that are there to, to be there for the people as these communities grow. Tell us mm -hmm. what, what else is on that list. What other things do, do we need in terms of infrastructure? Or did I just say all of them? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Healthcare is definitely a big issue. Yeah. Anyone who is a physician, I think the South um, will give them tremendous, there's tremendous opportunity there. There's a need for physicians. There's a need for um, paramedical, speech therapists, physical therapists, anything that's in the health. Yeah, anything that's um, health or, or medical or related. Right. Um, like I said, there are many international companies moving in, but with that, with that we need um, the engineers and the programmers and the software developers to move in to right. um, populate those. But do you hear about news about roadways being expanded, about railways coming into town, about airports being built? Do you hear this Sure, sure. Right now they're talking about a new airport in Nevatim outside Beersheba. Oh, wow. They opened a new international airport in Eilat right. just a year ago. Um, Highway 6. One near Beersheba would be amazing. Yeah, that's what they're talking about now, Nevatim. There's a big, a big push for that right now. Um, a lot of lobbying happening. International Airport. Yeah, to open a Nevatim outside of Beersheba. That would be very exciting for the area. Wow. And it makes sense well. if you think about it. Usually airports aren't that close to them. You know, Natsbag, Mount Fabinger is so close to the center of the country. Think for many different reasons, there should be another airport in Israel, another international airport in Israel. So there's a big push for that these days. Is there still a big commuting population to Beersheba and other areas of the south, people who will travel 60 to 90 minutes a day to go to work in that region? Absolutely. Listen, you know, you live at, you know, we're here in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. People commute in, into the city. It'll take me an hour yeah, to get home. <laughs> ex exactly. People commute from Beersheba, Tel Aviv. And, you know, I even know some people that commute from Tel Aviv to Beersheba. So that's happening all the time. But there still are opportunities in Beersheba. You know, people used to have to commute outside of Tel Aviv. There weren't as many opportunities. But as opportunities are growing in Beersheba, we're finding more and more people finding work close to home. It is just unbelievable what's going on. Uh, plus, the Army has a big presence down yeah. south, yeah, we so should keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. So the IDF made a decision to move its yeah. many of its intelligence bases down south. First of all, they opened up Ira Bahadim, which is um, a large, large base for officers and things like that. So we've already, that's outside of Yerucham, and right. that's developed the air tremendously. But they're also moving their intelligence bases down south. So we're going to see um, thousands of IDF officers move down south with their families. And with that, brings the entire infrastructure, education, employment, uh, employment centers. So all that is happening. It is just incredible what's going on. By the way, when people, and we are speaking obviously right now to people who are 
thinking about this whole process, th- they should mention that they're willing to go beyond, that they're willing to explore the South, for instance, immediately, right right at the beginning of their application process. Absolutely. Listen, at any point when they're ready to think of the South, we're there with open arms and with a lot of um, contacts and advice and help um, at any point in their LEA process. But definitely, you know, to start with, I was just talking to a couple here at the Mega that recently saw, uh, heard us speaking about Ashkelon. They're like, wow, Ashkelon wasn't even on our radar. And we're so happy that you told us about that because we, we don't always hear about these things or even realize. Um, another really exciting program that we're opening now in the South is a campus Ulpan program at Ben Gurion University. Um, and that's really exciting for um, younger individuals between the ages of 18 and 35. It's a soft landing program in the university. So that's a really exciting opportunity for anyone who's looking for, a, you know, younger, wants to start off at a nice campus in a, in a vibrant city like Beresheva. Um, they should definitely talk to us, you know, right when they're starting an application because that p- could be a great opportunity for them. Amazing. And, and I know that we s- concentrated so much on this last week when we spoke to our friends from Ben Gurion University. But now every conversation they are they're at the the center of, of everything going on in the south i would assume that yeah. their their campus and their their yeah. whole infrastructure continues to I grow i mean they're doubling their campus they're opening the northern campus uh, they received recently the largest gift to israel <laughs> ever was given right. to ben Gurion university a few years ago and so with that is the, you know the, the infrastructure there is booming uh they have their new president who himself is an ole by right. the way just you know what you can see aliyah to the south um <laughs> what's happening there. So they're a driving force in the Negev. They're the dream of Ben Gurion is really coming true. It really is. In the university really that bears is. his name, which is so funny. It's amazing. And the best part about, you know, when people think about the South, they think about this uh, desert landscape, which, yeah. which there is, which many of it is. Well, you described a few <laughs> years ago there was dirt where that new building is. Exactly. But the great part about the South is that it's a place where things are blooming as well. We recently had Zaroma Dome where the South was covered with the red flowers. Um, I was recently at a f- almond tree festival. So the South is, there are four in the south i just say come visit and you'll be so surprised a lot of only in israel moments huh (laughs) to say the least it's incredible what's going on there uh donna horowitz she's the director of go beyond southern region she can answer your questions here or anywhere go to nbn.org.il start the process if you want to go south she'll be one of the people who could help you do that thank you so much for being here today thank you so much really appreciate it thank you so much my pleasure all right more coming up you're listening to a special presentation from the mega event with nefesh benefesh here at the Mary Glen Point Hotel in New Jersey, Teaneck, New Jersey. And there is uh, there's a lot to talk about, lots to explore, a lot of possibilities. All you got to do is open up a conversation with the people at Nefesh Benefesh. You will see exactly what I'm talking about. Avram Freed is next. You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. Israel, you see, 
is here. How many shows do you think we've done um, with Nefesh Benefesh over the years? I don't know. That is a that is a very good question you ask. Take a guess. Give me an estimate. Let's see. We do at least one or two a year, right? For yeah, a I, I mean, I would estimate a, a, a solid dozen. Right. Um, so you'd think that a lot of these questions and comments that we've had today have been said before. Correct. Yet every time we do this, it seems like new information. It seems like we're learning a lot every time we do this. Well, more than that, I behind the scenes received a comment Uh-oh. that I have never heard before. Uh-oh. 
which was um, a woman pulled me over after the interview uh, with Ronen Fuchsman about medics and said to me, in 1975, my husband and I tried to make Aliyah. My husband was a doctor here in the States, and there was nowhere for me to go. And so, so we... Um, so and she was talking about how unbelievable this project is this program is to just make it so much easier for doctors and the truth be told is that her story would be so much it, it resonates and i'm sure is that is a story similar to many other doctors who have tried to make aliyah over the past how many years and obviously nefesh benefesh one of their goals was to streamline aliyah in general mm-hmm. but certainly in a situation where israel needs doctors it is it's a priority and you had Ariel Michal talk about that as well. Right. I alluded to the fact that I was very familiar at one time with, uh, again, the same type of situation, a couple desperately trying to get into the medical field in Israel, um, where the husband traveled so many times and went through so much paperwork mm. in every form and application possible. Right. And all he was, I say in quotation marks, was a regular dentist. <laughs> like It wasn't like you know this was an area they weren't familiar with in Israel. Right. He was a dentist, for God's sake. Interesting that chiropractors are not a... Yeah, uh, same in the U.S., though, the different correct. attitude toward them. Correct, even though Israelis in general are more open to other kinds of medicine. Right, that's why when I said acupuncture, yeah. I thought that would, would be, be... But that it didn't make the grade either. Right, um, but, you know, there's... But th- that will evolve, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, everything else evolves, and time evolves. But and then when you hear that, po- podiatrics, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just started to... Podiatry, rather. Correct. That podiatry just started, my God. Yeah, no, it's... It, there's, there are so many areas of Israeli life that continue to develop, and therefore continue to present opportunities for Olim who did not think that it could be their future for it to be their future. Right, so that's the, that's just some of the things those are just some of the things we learned today here at uh, the mega event correct and we we also a number of people passed by who are friends right. who we didn't necessarily expect to be here and of course we gave them the same two questions that we announced at the beginning of this broadcast do your parents know you're here and does your employer know you're here <laughs> and one person said to me my parents know my and I'm here my boss does not I'm like and you continue on your way do not step near a mic um, but then there were there was one couple. I was so unbelievably surprised. I did not know, and I've known the the wife for a good number of years. I never knew that Alia was even a conversation that she'd been having, and I, I was totally surprised. And I and I said, "Is this a short term goal? Is it a long term goal?" She said, "Right now, it's a discussion." I said, "Well, good for you." For discussing it, I said in the immortal words of Rabbi Yehoshua Fast, "This is the greatest gift you can give your children." Wow, that's all you yep. Every time he says that, I think I about know, that. We're terrible parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bottom line. Oh, I don't think he means it that way, but yeah, it's certainly the way you and I take it. That's for sure. Yeah, why wouldn't we take it personally? Correct. After all, we're from the same. We may not be from the same family, but we're from the same faith. So Correct. Why, why wouldn't we take it that and, way? And 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 it's true. And so and, and there was. There were a bunch of people here who we have seen before who continue to get more information. What's interesting, though, about that wife that I was that I was alluding to a minute ago was that I said to her, it's not overwhelming. It's exciting. And she said, you're right. Like, I don't I'm not scared to go through the process. It seems like every angle of the process has been accounted for. And it's true. I mean, look at the different sessions that are going on. And by the way, the Olim who would not come on the air because they want to go to the sessions. Right. They're so interested. They're so involved. And there are so many opportunities. Right. We lost out to alternate programming. Correct. And very good programming. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I'm sure you and I would enjoy sitting in some of those sessions. Oh, I'd be guilt-ridden. Are you kidding? Well, there's that. But I, I joked with somebody that we've made Aliyah six times. And, uh, oh, super funny. There are one of the Yeshivat Noam honorees right there. The Hermans are here. Oh, cool. Ariella and Ruby Herman are right there. Mazel tov to you on your being honored. Mazel tov. Um, I hope your parents know you're here. I hope your employers know you're here, <laughs> as I just announced that on the air. Um, Good point. Correct. But uh, the Hermans, is this a long time? We're, we're, we're so happy to see them. Mazal tov to you. Correct. On your being honored. Um, there's, well, I mean, okay. Ariella, let's, uh, let's turn on a mic for a second. Ariella, yeah, uh, Ariella Wiener Herman stems from Woodmere, New York. She already has family members who have made Aliyah, whose brother's house is officially now on the market in Teaneck, which was probably the biggest news to Teaneck. <laughs> true, true. And so you're looking at short-term planning or long-term planning? Um, we're looking at short-term. I'm on sabbatical next year. Oh, cool. So we're looking at short-term with the hope that it works. So hopefully... It works, and we stay. Nice. Any plans for tonight? Any plans for tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Is it, am, I, am I wrong? Oh, I have the wrong My dinner. wrong dinner. I have the wrong that dinner. Was <laughs> that was Wednesday. I'm that like, was, I meant Wednesday night. I'm right? like, why? You want to catch train. a bite? <laughs> we didn't know where we were going. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I I've, been mixing, I've been mixing yes. up these two dinners yes. for weeks. It's a little ridiculous. Bit. Right. That's funny. Anyway, yeah. Mazal Tov to you Thank and everybody you. at Yeshiva Noam. Thank you. Everything went well, I assume. It did. It was beautiful. It was a big celebratory it was evening. Big celebration. Many, many people. <laughs> Will there be anybody to greet you at the airport when you no. get off that flight, please God, in Ben Gurion? Figure out when we're going to be going. We're waiting for them to. Uh, they said that they will be posting the flights shortly. Right. We will hopefully let everybody know. Fantastic. This is where Miriam Wallach indicates how she knows half of Israel. Because they're all going to be there. Or actually, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just <laughs> the family, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> Easy enough at that. A long that. time. A very, very long time. How does it feel to take sabbatical? Are you looking forward? Do you need I a am. break? I, yes. I've been at the school for 21 years. So, yes, I'm going to be taking a sabbatical. That's and a how many championships, coach? So, that's Noam. So, I have six. six. That's six unbelievable. Six championships at Noam. That's great. That's great. Well, continued Hatzlacha on this journey. Thank you. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll see you either at JFK or in Ben Gurion. Or or 30,000 feet above the Earth's crust. And you'll remember this conversation when we're speaking in that You'll be as happy with me then as you are right (laughs) now. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. And hopefully I'll get, and hopefully I'll get all of your activities straight by then. <laughs> right, but by the way, if you guys are free tonight, it seems not. You know, where are we going? Right, exactly. Hilarious. It's all good. <laughs> all right, there you go, everybody. I thank everybody for tuning in. Our thanks to uh, Yoni Pollock sitting behind the board, making sure we connect to everything and everybody. Yoni's still talking to us after a week of programming on the road. That's hard to believe, but it's accurate. Speaking um, of on the road. Speaking of on the road, a big thank you to our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms, who uh, made sure we have a successful week on the road last week in Israel. And uh, we will continue with the with those thank yous, uh, starting with JMNAM tomorrow morning right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. It's been a, an amazing visit to our friends at the uh, Nefesh Benefesh organization through their mega event. Um, 
Miriam, if I could bother you for one more second, tell me some of the people who helped put the show together from the Nefesh Benefesh end. Daphna Farkas. Daphna! Daphna Farkas is my partner in crime. There are only a certain number of months during the year where Daphna will take my emails and my phone calls. I mean, I don't blame her, let's be honest. I may try that policy. Uh, yeah, nice try. Um, but my thank you to Daphna. My thank you to Yal Katzman, of course, and to everyone at Nefesh Benefesh. And we certainly need to thank Rabbi Fass and Tony for their not only beautiful words at the beginning of the show with that interview yeah, that um, to you, but we really appreciate it. It's a, it's a mutual support system. Um, it is our pleasure... Um, it's really our pleasure to give NBN as much spotlight as possible. It is certainly good for all the Jewish people, for Nefesh Benefesh to be in the forefront of, forefront of everyone's minds. I thank you, Miriam Alwala. Thank you, Nachum Siegel. Thank you all for tuning in. A special presentation, the mega event with Nefesh Benefesh from Teaneck, New Jersey at the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> I've been all around the world, seen a lot of faces, never know where I was on the horizon. Ooh, well I know, I know, I know, I know, so I'll be rising back home. No, we won't forget where we came from, the city won't change us, we beat to the same drum. No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We beat to the same drum Don't forget where you belong I'm going home To the place where I belong Don't forget where you belong I'm going home No, you think you got me all wrong I'm going home To the place where I belong It's hard to commit to it. You say that it's hard standing still. Don't you know that I spend all my nights counting backwards the days till I'm home? I'm coming home